0: Start a new transition, whether in parenthood, job transition, healing, or creating a brand new life. Be with us in Panta Kalhor Transition Channel. Green Healing Show, Episode 41, Reversing Autoimmune Disease, with Dr. Shadi Wahdat, medical doctor and chief medical officer of Create Cures Foundation. Please subscribe to Panta Kalhor Transition channel in YouTube and order my book Naturally Conceived through Amazon. Get pregnant by unleashing your reproductive power. Hello everyone, today uh, we had to uh, start uh, with a little bit delay, Uh, we, uh, we had some technical issue but right now we... We are live with Dr. Shadi Wahdat, and uh, I love her topic, reversing autoimmunity. I know a lot of people, especially infertility, <laughs> they have these disease. We're going to dig into it and talk about it. Dr. Shadi Wahdat is a chief medical officer of CREATE. Cures Foundation, board certified in internal and functional medicine. I'm so happy to have you today. Thank you for joining us. Oh, oh, sorry, hang on. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And uh, I'm glad we figured
1: out the technical difficulties.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, finally. It happens. At least we didn't have to terminate it because uh, we still had time. All right. Uh, I know these days a lot of people are asking me about uh, autoimmunity. And when you talk about your topic, I was so excited to have you today. (laughs) First, uh, talk about yourself. How did you end up to be functional medicine uh, aside from your medical certification, I mean, degree.
1: <laughs> well, my personal autoimmunity diagnosis had a lot to do with why I even went into integrative medicine and functional medicine. So it, it, it's a big, it, it, it was, uh, I, I had no choice, <laughs> but but to learn more about it. And, and I started out uh, about a little over 20 years ago when I got my training, I was, you know went through medical school and was uh, trained as a conventional medis- medical doctor um, where th- there was really n- little to no training on lifestyle and nutrition and things of that sort and and so i practiced hospital medicine actually for for the first 10 years and um, i i started uh, there were points in my life that uh, especially points where there was a lot of stress where i had sort of a non-specific symptoms and I know later we will talk about the challenges with diagnosing autoimmune conditions, but they were sort of bizarre things that nobody could figure out. And you know, you'd see, you'd see a doctor, and I'd see you know regular doctors and neurologists, and nobody knew what I had. And so these things kind of popped up intermittently, uh, you know, in an in internship or the first you know when I just got a job. So. Um, Going into around 10 years ago, I started sort of having a, a lot of these weird sort of numbness, tingling, fatigue, joint pain kind of issues again, and yet again, sort of a battery of doctors and seeing various people. Um, lots of tests were done. Lots of MRIs were done. And basically, the only thing that uh, ended up being abnormal was a was a test called... Um, uh, an ANA, which is sort of a nonspecific marker that shows that you, you have an autoimmune condition. Your immune system is attacking self-tissue. And at that point, if that marker is abnormal, usually you're referred to a rheumatologist and a number of other tests are done looking for rheumatoid factor, rheumatoid arthritis, lupus, uh, Shogrins, you know, various other things. And none of those tests were positive. So I was uh, diagnosed as having undifferentiated connective tissue disease. Um, there was, uh, you know, I saw a lot of different rheumatologists and I got everything from, you know, take a yoga class. There's nothing wrong with you. We'll check your labs next year. To one of the doctors wanted to put me on immunosuppressive medication and thought, you know, that that, that would be the best choice for me. And this was a very, um, you know, this the, the physician that I saw was a very res- reputable, you know, doctor who would written the textbook on autoimmune diseases. And when she wanted to put me on steroids and immunosuppressive medication, that was uh, didn't feel right to me. And so that's what began the journey into learning <laughs> other modalities. I, I trained in acupuncture first and then later went into functional medicine. And functional medicine, there's a lot of over... Overlap with traditional Chinese medicine and uh, functional medicine, but you know, having the the body systems be connected, looking at the whole in a way that sort of a a, a conventionally trained physician could understand because it's based on pathophysiology and evidence based medicine. It really sat well with me, and and sort of that's that's I I started getting to work on myself, changed diet. Um, stress has always been a big issue, as it is with most autoimmune patients, so that, that's a work in progress and <laughs> something that I have to pay attention to all the time. But that that's that's where, where it all started, yeah.
0: You know, it's so interesting. These days, I'm talking with so many people. Uh, every day, almost every day, I have interviews with doctors, and most of them uh, recommend functional medicine and not only functional medicine, but acupuncture, holistic medicine. Because before, even myself, I had a journey of fertility issue, and had, that was the point when I was diagnosed with unexplained infertility. That's the same same point that everybody tried to seek for answers why there is no explanation for my problem. Mm-hmm. And uh, at that point, I knew that there should be something that helped me to at least answer my problem. Uh, And then I went to traditional Chinese medicine and acupuncture and after one month, less than two months actually, I got pregnant after a few years of uh, struggling. And I know, even for fun, I talked to uh, another uh, medical doctor. He was in uh, brain. He was brain specialist, and he did the same thing. He actually had some issues, and then uh, for for his patients, actually, he found found out about the functional medicine. Uh, so, how long after you recognize? that functional medicine is your path, actually, I'm not saying that medical uh, doctors and medicine is not good, but I'm saying that they should be completing each other. Exactly. Because uh, what I see, there is uh, medical doctors really work hard. But as you see, the nutrition part and lifestyle is something that you need to work on yourself as well. It's not something that uh, medical doctors, maybe they, they give you some general things about how to eat, how not to eat. So what was different when you realized about the functional medicine? I mean, when you found functional medicine with your patient right now, what do you do different now?
1: Yeah, I, I think... Um... As, as you probably know, when you see regular physicians, first of all, there's limited uh, training in nutrition, like I mentioned. Um, so that that doesn't really come up as playing a role. That that's a huge part of of a foundational part of what you address in functional medicine. So that that's all additional training. But furthermore, in, in you know, if you're trained in a regular Uh, you know, medical school, a lot of the organs of the bodies are are almost like, it's, it's like they're separate, they're siloed into separate things. So meaning, you know, you go to a cardiologist for your heart problem, you go to a fertility doctor, and the focus is just on, you know, your fertility related organs, you go to a psychologist or psychiatrist for your brain, that is not the approach. Whether you're talking about traditional Chinese medicine and and functional medicine, all systems are connected, and that's you, you, you know that that is makes common sense to, to most people. So um, that interconnectedness of the systems and, and looking at the whole, you know, uh, mind body spirituality, all of that plays such a huge role, which is sort of under recognized or not recognized at all. I think in in, in uh, you know conventional training. So what is different is that you're. It, it's almost. I, I say this many times. I I always say I might as well not have gone to medical school at all because it's like I learned everything <laughs> all over again. And so um, I didn't understand you know the importance of of looking at food and food not only quality of food but food allergens and why in an autoimmune patient uh, the 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 your gut health and your gastrointestinal health plays such an important part with your immune system. Uh, You know, what goes through your gut, meaning any foods that you're reacting to, any toxins in the food, any, anything, you know, any imbalance in the gut microbiome, all of these, any medications that are going to disturb and injure the gastrointestinal, you know, uh, permeability or membrane, all of these things are very relevant because we know 60 to 70% of the immune system is, is our gut lining is, is lined by our immune system. So whatever's going through the lumen of your gut, it's going to impact or, you know, either activate the immune system or, or look like, you know, uh, have a calming effect. So I started a lot of the training in functional medicine has you look at these foundational things, how you're eating, avoiding food, allergies or food sensitivities, looking at gut microbiome. uh, If there's overgrowth of bacteria or overgrowth of, you know, uh, whether it's parasites or, or fungal overgrowth, treating those, cleaning the gut and sort of improving what is called intestinal permeability or leaky gut. These are all very critical. Sometimes in some autoimmune patients, it's a toxin. It might be heavy metals, it might be mold it might be other things that are bogging down the system and and if you 're not improving things with with food and diet uh, you know and, and basic things which I kind of clump into lifestyle, meaning your stress management and your sleep, you need to kind of dig deeper to see uh, what what why else is the immune system reacting poorly.
0: you know what I realize right now from your words. When you go to functional medicine and you are a medical doctor, you go more deeply into the whole body system. And uh, it's not only the symptom, you go to root cause and you say, okay, she has fertility issues, for example, but she may have some gut issue. Let's just check that one too. So you go to whole system and that's the great part of what you're doing right now. So let's just have some example. I know I have uh, some people complaining about Hashimoto. Uh, and uh, I know the, there are a lot of questions. <laughs> um, yeah, if you can specifically talk about this disease. First talk about auto, uh, autoimmune disease, the definition of uh, autoimmune disease and then go to Hashimoto please.
1: Yeah, autoimmunity is is uh, essentially your immune system is attacking self auto s- self tissue, and essentially the the body and the immune system is is made in such a way that it recognizes foreign uh, foreign pathogens, foreign bacteria, and it should recognize that what is foreign to the body, so it knows to attack it, and it should not attack self tissue. When that that Process becomes dysregulated, and the immune system gets confused. Sometimes, in an attempt to fight fight a bacteria, so you get the, a virus, or you get, as we've heard now with COVID, you know, your body tries to fight the virus, but in that process you know, stimulates the immune system. And there's similar proteins in other parts of the body that may be similar, maybe to that virus. And in that confusion, it starts attacking self-tissue. So in a in a disease like Hashimoto's, uh, which is quite common, especially in women, that attack of the immune system is on your own thyroid. And so there's different types of antibodies. Luckily, Hashimoto's, I think, is one of the nicest autoimmune conditions because it's nice to be able to actually track the antibodies. So there's on blood testing, you know, a lot of people have thyroid. Well, actually, it's it's the condition that I see the most in my practice. I probably, I don't know, maybe 60% of my patients have Hashimoto's. Many of them know they have Hashimoto's and other ones don't. They may be coming with hair loss, fatigue, brain fog. Um, infertility, irregular periods, cold hands, cold feet, you know, and, and when we do the test, everybody, their doctor has done the typical test, which is TSH, thyroid stimulating hormone. So they've had that measured. It's within range and that's it. You're told that you don't have a thyroid problem but my kind of, uh, it's pretty much a universal screening for everybody because most of my patients come in with fatigue and hair loss <laughs> and all those symptoms. Um, I screen for Hashimoto's. I order both antibodies. One is called a TPO antibody. One is uh, the thyroglobulin antibodies. And both of those are consistent in, in Hashimoto's, which is typically a hypothyroid or under underactive thyroid. And so I'm looking for those. The reason I say that it's nice is that Um, you know, before I started working, you know, in applying functional medicine, I was never tracking these antibodies. And what I find is it's one of those um, conditions, which I think predictably and sometimes easier than other autoimmune conditions, you actually do see an improvement in antibody levels. So it's nice because uh, in conventional endocrinology, people don't care. If you have positive antibodies, that's it. Nobody's measuring it ever again because nobody knows what to do with that antibody. Once you're positive, you're positive. But I'm actually doing things to get to calm down the immune system. So I'm working on the gut, I'm removing the food allergens and I'm tracking. And it's one of those conditions that if you're having success, you will see antibody levels come down. You will see a lower need for thyroid medication. Now, obviously if someone's been under attack of their thyroid for 20 years, that's different and they may have a lot of damage, they may never be able to go off medication, but a, a patient that's at an earlier stage might be able to come off. So so it's one of those conditions that I think is kind of, uh, you know, really responds well to our interventions.
0: That was beautiful. Like, you actually mentioned so many great things, I'm just trying to track in my mind, because. The problem with uh, autoimmunities uh, disease is that the symptoms are mistaken with other disease. Right. And that's the problem. And uh, then when you dig into it with the whole body system, then you can find exactly what was the root cause of that issue.
1: Yeah, it's... Uh, it- You know, I think, you know, functional medicine practitioners are well trained in in sort of finding uh, what we call zebras in medicine, really sort of things that the average person does not think about and, you know, strange parasites and viruses and infections and toxins. But I think, uh, I always think the basics go a long way. And if I see an autoimmune patient, one of the simplest things you can do is to eliminate potentially uh, foods that you may be potentially sensitive to. And most, at least in my experience, most autoimmune patients come in with a big, big list of problems. They may come in with arthritis and aches and pains and joint pain and hair loss and, and, and you know, bad sleep and just a lot of diff- bloating and and, you know, rashes and hives. So they come in with a long list and I think the easiest thing that you can do without even seeing a doctor or paying a functional medicine doctor, which is oftentimes you know, a, a pricey endeavor, <laughs> uh, then you can easily go on and eliminate common foods that could be potentially a problem. And so um, I have different types of elimination diets, but in the most basic, uh, you can try to avoid gluten, dairy, corn and soy uh, and there's reasons for that, but but a lot of times when you do these simple eliminations, you see a number of things improve, and maybe not a hundred percent, but but you're at least removing that sensitive the food sensitivity element, and all of those foods that I mentioned can be potentially inflammatory, and if they're GMO or if they come with pesticides and glyphosate and various other things. They're going to they're going to uh, create a problem with gut inflammation and and then immune activation.
0: So, can you exam, uh, give us some example of these foods, like a specific foods that you're talking about?
1: Um, the foods to avoid. You mean?
0: Yes. Yes. <laughs>
1: <clears throat> well, I I think it kind of having people eliminate foods is a not an easy thing to suggest. Um, now, the patients that I see are very, they know about functional medicine. They, they've they already cut out a lot of things on their own. I actually don't get any patients that are out eating at restaurants and picking up hamburger at McDonald's. Like that. that is not the typical patient that I see. Um, they've already done a lot of eliminations. It's more typical for me to see people who say, "Oh, I have only tolerated four foods in the last five years. Can you try to help me, you know, uh, diversify my diet more?" But it, it, it's a it's a negotiation, and it's what the patient is willing to do. I think that some people are all or nothing, so they are they are open to more extreme uh, eliminations. Uh, the autoimmune. Uh, diet, the AIP diet, or the paleo diet, pulls out a lot of potential food allergens, which is sort of what I used to do quite a lot when I started out. Uh, I would eliminate not only wheat, dairy, corn, soy, egg, grains, legumes, you know, a lot of things, and have people mostly on an AIP or paleo diet. Um, uh, And you can... It's just, again, it kind of depends on personalizing. I think you can start with some type of a diet. Ultimately, you never want people to be on these extreme diets for long periods of time because there's great value in all of the foods that's out there. Beans have a lot of great nutritional value. Having a high-protein, paleo, high red meat, I mean, that is not healthy for longevity purposes either, so... Ultimately, you kind of either, ideally you would do testing to see what the person is reacting to. So we can do, I do food allergy testing. It gets a little bit more in the gray zone when you're talking about food sensitivity, but if the patient can't afford that, then I say, at least try to get off gluten and dairy. Let's give that a try for somewhere between three weeks to three months and see how you do. If you tell me your joint pain and your bloating and your bowel movements and all of that is better, um, then we know there's there's some impact from food. And so then we we add those in, you know, and, and try to get the foods back in.
0: Did that make sense? <laughs> yes, of course. Because even if for my own practice, I'm doing uh, fertility coaching, uh, I customize everybody's food. Right. Because based on the assessment, you will see everybody has their own story and you don't know like uh, sometimes um, some foods are good for people but for the same they have the same sickness but uh, you cannot customize food I mean generalized food for both of them you have to customize exactly exactly
1: yeah I I think more recently also um, you know with my work with Create Cures Foundation um, I've added a new great tool to my toolbox, shall we say, in addition to personalizing the diet, what, what our expertise is, is implementing uh, fasting of various different kinds of fasting, and the longer fasts actually have shown really excellent preclinical results in various autoimmune models. Um, so inflammatory bowel disease, MS, and and we're trying to do more. So when when you're fasting, it actually has a lot of benefits to reset the immune system and help with the gut microbiome. So I find that I find people who have terrible autoimmunity and they do, you know, fasting or fasting mimicking diets and actually get off a lot of medication. So so that's another excellent uh, option as well.
0: Yeah, that's great. It looks like the detoxific, detoxification, right? So that's what you do for a short period of time first and then they go back normally whenever or their symptoms is gone. So I see your website there, clinic.createcures.org. Please let me know what kind of programs you have. You talk about it a little bit, but uh, do you do, yeah, talk about it.
1: (laughs) so, you know, I, I had my own, uh, you know, I've been in practice for over 20 years, and certainly I, I still actually still see ho- patients in the hospital part time. And uh, then I had my own practice doing functional medicine, seeing a lot of people with chronic complex conditions. Um And with my work with Create Cures, we're implementing the work of uh, our founder, uh, Professor Walter Longo, who's done a lot of studies on fasting and fasting mimicking diets. And essentially what I do now at the clinic is combine the the research that he has done and with a lot of the emphasis being on nutrition and fasting and combine that with functional medicine, which is, I think, a great marriage of very, two very powerful modalities because, you know, I, I evaluate patients to see if they're appropriate for fasting. I, I look at, you know, gut microbiome. So everything that I was doing in my own practice, looking at stool, looking at, you know, hormone levels, uh, doing the deep dive to look for toxins, I still am able to do that, but also with the tools and, and, and what we've learned from the studies of our founder. So, you um, so if uh, we actually are located in Los Angeles and Santa Monica, California, we do offer telemedicine to people all over the U.S. and actually our dietitian does do um, consultation for international patients as well.
0: Yeah, that's that's what I was going to ask you. <laughs> that's great, because these days it's so difficult to find somebody like functional medicine in the office.
1: And we take insurance. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is uh, almost unheard of in the US in functional medicine practitioners.
0: Yeah, interesting. All right, do you have any recommendation for people who have uh, weird symptoms like fatigue, hair loss and uh, what what do you like I know for a lot of people they have chronic disease for years. Right. And they only go to medicine medication, and this this is going to be repeating for years, and you they don't have any permanent <laughs> uh, release from this disease. What do you recommend them?
1: Well, I, I think you know people can have chronic debilitating conditions, but it's hard to know if it's a simple, solution or if it's more involved. And I think that uh, my suggestion would be if you're having, and a a lot of people kind of get used to things, you know. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many people I see that say, oh, I have bloating, but that happens to everybody, right? Or I have fatigue, but, you know, I'm getting older and they're in their 40s. You know, I have patients who tell me this. They're in their late 30s. They say, oh, it's probably age. Well, no, you should not be tired in your late 30s. So I think if if you know, and this is the type of patient that I see, if you know that things are not right, whether it's a little bit of bloating or a little bit of joint pain, that's your body telling you something is off. And I think you have to kind of understand that when you're seeing your regular primary care doctor or general practitioner, they are trained in a particular way. I always say we need all different kinds of doctors. We need acupuncturists we need naturopathic doctors we need energy healers we, we need everybody we need the emergency room doctor we need the surgeons. you just need to know have correct expectations of what they're going to what their training is and what you expect to get. so a traditional doctor is going to be excellent at you know looking at things that are going to be dangerous or kill you or you know uh, fix a broken bone or do surgery and that's really important but their evaluation may miss something that's subclinical or, or milder, you know, and you have to kind of understand that, okay, for that kind of stuff, they're going to rule out that I don't have cancer that I don't have something horrible, but okay, that's good. That's reassuring. Let's go to the next type of doctor who may be able to help me. Is that going to be a functional doctor? Is that going to be a naturopathic doctor? Is that going to be, you know, a, a, a nutritionist? So, so I would say, don't give up. Uh, If you're having, especially, you know, thyroid for women is super common, super, super, super common. And if you're having a hair loss, fatigue, constipation, aches and pains that are unexplained, you feel cold all the time, know that there's probably something wrong with your thyroid. And even if the doctor says it's fine, it's probably not fine because you're getting a limited evaluation. In the very least, ask for them to run thyroid antibodies and make sure that you are not having an autoimmune process. And then, uh, you know, functional medicine doctors are are hard to find, but, um, uh, you know, there's lots of information. Um, A lot of great colleagues have put great books out there. Uh, Mark Hyman. uh, And, and, I mean, you know, there's a wealth of information online and uh, you can start working with, with, uh, you know, practitioners who can help get the specifics?
0: Yeah, these are very resourceful information. Because I know people have these problems for years and they even uh, are not aware of because they think that that's, they only need some medication. But as you say, you are right. They have to go to um, write right specialist. There are lots of information out there which are not really valid, and are not all the specialists in uh, even in holistic medicine are eligible to do this. So they have to check for a specialist are they really trained? Are they really eligible to do this kind of assessment or not? And uh, these days, uh, life has been changed a lot, and we know that every parcel of our body is related to another one (laughs) so you cannot separate them from each other if you have got issue uh, a lot of people have got issue then they have headache why they have headache because they are related every piece of the body related to each other i'm really happy to have you here to have you here thank you so much for giving us such beautiful information about the body and a lot of hope to us.
1: Don't give up. Keep uh, that. That's the one thing that I want to leave your listeners with is that if you don't feel something is right, there's probably some more digging that's involved and it's not in your head and you probably don't need an, need an antidepressant. There's probably some other root cause.
0: Exactly. Thank you so much. Thank you, Thank
1: you for your time.
0: Bye.